What's up, YouTube? I'm Robert, and this is the Biker Channel. And apparently, these freaking bearings do not spin very well when it's raining outside. Nonetheless, let's get started. This is episode 21. And with episode 21, I feel like I should probably just have a drink right out of the gate. That seems like a good way to start. I want to tell all of you that have never been here before, this is the Biker Bar. I know I have a lot of new subscribers, and... There is two different kinds of content that happens on this channel. POV videos once a week, most of the time on Wednesday, unless I have something to do with the lady or the kids or the rest of my life. And maybe it's a little bit late. But otherwise, every Sunday at 5 p.m. PST, I do the Biker Bar. The Biker Bar is a long format conversation. It's usually with other YouTubers, sometimes with industry professionals, sometimes with some companies that you guys are buying stuff from. One way or another, Biker Bar, Sundays, 5 p.m. PST. The first thing that I wanna say is thanks to this guy from Ride Bikes Eat Tacos. You guys probably saw his sticker laying there the full send sticker and all, actually I'm wearing his shirt as well. So if you have a chance to swing by ride bikes, eat tacos, he's got these stickers. He's got also shirts and a bunch of other swag on his site. He's actually a subscriber. So if you have a minute to swing by ride bikes, eat tacos, check him out. I got a chance to meet him today. And that was, that was actually really cool. I was at an event put on by Dirt Trail Riders and MTB Experience. So Dirt Trail Riders is also another uh, apparel company, but they're local here to NorCal. And so if you get a chance to check them out, do it as well. I'll, I'll throw them up here. For those of you guys that aren't listening, you can see that his logo is really close to the uh, the the, uh, the Ride Bikes Eat Tacos guy. So maybe, they, maybe they're using the same designer. I don't know. But one way or another, the uh, Dirt Trail Riders guy has... Um, done something today that was really special. I went to this event with um, MTB Experience today. They they put on an event, a uh, fundraising event for everybody that was involved in the campfire. So if you're not from California, the campfire was burning down the house out here. Lots of people lost their homes. Actually, the city that this all went down in, they were saying like 90% of the city is gone. So the the ladies that started MTB Experience put on this event. And while I was at this event, I got to meet that dude from um, Ride Bikes Eat Tacos, one of the subscribers, but also Dirt Trail Riders. What they did was they did a separate fundraiser and then they came out with six bikes for kids that they could give away for this fundraiser. So if you guys have just a moment in your time to swing by his site, Dirt Trail Riders, and maybe buy one of his shirts if you like it or one of his hats if you like it do that because it was really a freaking legit cause that he that he did that so moving on hey man i got an instagram and a facebook if you guys have not been on my instagram or my, or my facebook and you don't you don't have the extra freaking change in your pocket to join patreon but you want to know what the fuck i'm up to whenever i'm not riding bikes or whenever I, I don't know what else if you want to know if you want more of me then you can get on instagram or facebook so that's at at biker b1 so it's b1 k-e-r b1 so 
So both Facebook and Instagram, I put a bunch of shit up there. Lots of things come out there. So last week, whenever I released my last video and I said, I'm picking something up, everybody that was on Instagram knew what the hell I was talking about because it was there. But if you were on Patreon, it was actually there before Instagram. So, hey, you decide where you want to be in the chain, you know? So anyways, thanks a lot for subscribing. I really appreciate it. If you laugh once, if you enjoy 10 minutes of this, hit the thumbs up button. I am eating my fucking shoe with that. I hated saying like and subscribe. It was one of the things that I vowed I would never do, but I came to a, a realization just in like the last week where if I want to actually keep doing this YouTube channel, I have to say that because this is the deal. When I'm not getting like good views or no comments or no likes, it like brings my, my morale down. And so when you guys do that, it makes me happy. So if you're watching already, if you're in this room right now, hit the thumbs up button. I will be stoked to see all those like pile up. Let's get to the content today. The content today is there's this dude that I don't know a whole lot about, but we're going to find out about. He is a YouTuber. He's a, a smaller channel, so some of you guys may, may not have heard of him, but his motto is great. It, it To me, I enjoy it just like the freaking, it only takes a bike to, get, to be a biker, get out and be one. His motto is put the horns high. So like these are the horns and you got to put them up high. You got to be on his channel and check it out. So we got Sean and Sean, tell me about your channel a little bit better than I can. Hey guys, yeah, thanks for having me on, Rob. It's a uh, it's a super pleasure. Um, like, uh, yeah, this is this is pretty fun, man. I'm digging this. So, yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a YouTuber out in Kansas City, and I've been doing this for coming up on two years now. But I do everything from uh, bike rides to, uh, well, what do I do? Let's see? Bike rides and play with snakes i've seen you play with yeah, snakes. I, yeah I, I have a tendency to like if, if i'm out on the trail and you see a snake or something like that uh, someone's got to pick it up and get it off the trail so that's usually me um so, city, man that that i honestly didn't i i i'm not like 100 percent geographically under like like in in the know so i didn't know what what's up with kansas city and mountain bike scene over there you know, it's it's funny. We um we have a pretty cool scene here. So we we kind of lack the the mountains, and so without mountains or ocean or anything cool like that, we kind of we kind of fall off the radar. But I have probably I think around 140 miles worth of single track within about 45 minutes of my house. So just in any direction, I can find all kinds of trails to ride. Um, but yeah, we, we've we've never really shown up on anybody's radar before. So. It's always been kind of a kind of a thing that we're all sitting here like we got some pretty cool trails, but, you know, no one ever really, you know, we people come through Kansas City on their way to other places. But but uh, a lot of times I don't think they realize that there's quite a bit of trail here. So good stuff. Good, rocky, chunky stuff. You from Kansas City all your life? Um, actually, no, I've, I'm I've spent about half of my life here in Kansas City, but I, I grew up uh, I grew up out in California. So I bounced all over. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, your head straight. Move the fuck out, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'll come visit every so often, but we're at in California. Yeah. What's up? We're at in California. Are you from? Um, so I, I bounced around uh, Riverside, Long Beach, uh, Santa Monica, Ventura. Oh, no That's a different state than where I live. Yeah, yeah. You're up. You're up north. 
Yeah. <laughs> you guys aren't familiar with California. Those of you that are listening, those of you that are watching, uh, we, we, we are one state on the map. We are like one state as far as like electoral college, all that shit goes. However, most Northern Californians, we, we're, we, we, we consider ourselves a different breed than Southern Californians. So hey, <laughs> I've got to, I've got to say this. Um, so uh, oddly enough, growing up the way that I did out there and, and, and doing the things that I did out there, I, I spent 20 years, over 20 years of my life out there and never, never made it north of San Francisco. So Northern Cal, cause I, I always heard that, you know, I was always here like, yeah, Northern California has their thing going on. And like, we're all down here surfing in Southern California and all those Northern California people, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so, but, but I, I literally, the, the entire time I lived out there, never made it north of San Francisco and uh, moved to Kansas city. And my wife and I did a, a, a road trip from, uh, from uh, Seattle, down to San Diego. And oh, during wow. that road trip, I got to, I got to see Northern California and I was like, Oh yeah. No wonder these guys have their own thing going on. Yeah. This is a whole different thing up here, man. You know, so it's, I, I, I would come back to Northern California and, and for sure and ride and, and check out some of that stuff. But I, I've, I've had, I've had all the Southern California I need. <laughs> I heard about this event that usually happens in June. Um, it's something like the biker camp, camp biker or something like that. If you, if you're, if you're planning on to come to California, that's probably a really good time to come. Is it? <laughs> yeah. We, we do this little thing in Downeyville. I don't know if you ever heard of Downey. Have you heard of Downeyville? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so we do this little thing. And, and so if you, if you're thinking about, Hey man, I, I don't know how long it takes to drive from Kansas city, but I mean, I, honestly, I mean, since since I'm paying you like ten grand to be on this show tonight, you should be able to <laughs> you, you should be able to just roll your ass right over here. Yeah, first. yeah. Well, I mean, as, as soon as soon as the check clears the bank, I'll I'll hop in the truck and I'll start heading out there. <laughs> That's where the problem lies. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so how, how about you? Have you uh, have you lived out there? Uh, uh, I'm actually from Pennsylvania. I grew up in Pennsylvania, um, little little town called York, like the peppermint patty. Okay. So, 45 minutes north of, uh, of Pennsylvania, or of Pennsylvania. No, it's in Pennsylvania, fucker. No, it's about 45 minutes north of Washington, D.C. Most people know where that is, where that's on the map. And uh, it's just, you know, that I, uh, I I pretty much grew up there. And between, let's just call it life for the sake of this conversation. Yeah. And uh, later joined the military. I bounced around the, the U.S. And I got to live in, in Europe for a while. But I came back to California because I wanted to be a rock star, man. So yeah. I came all the way out here and went to school for studio recording, learned how to do all that shit, and then became an IT guy. So, and and now I'm fucking YouTube famous, bitches. Now, <laughs> now look at you. Right. All those people that didn't believe. Right. Yeah. yeah. Everybody back in my high school, I'm, I'm going to go to my like 60 year reunion because I'm waiting to actually like a accomplish something in my life but once, <laughs> once i go to my 60 year reunion like everybody that actually gave a shit will be dead because <laughs> most of them are probably already dead now and uh, and i'm gonna be like look at me i got 10,000 subscribers bitch <laughs> there you go there you go it's, it's funny that that does um uh you were saying in your intro about about liking and sharing and, and thumbs up and 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 asking for those subscriptions and stuff like that and I was having a conversation with uh, with one of my friends just last night, and I and I said that it's hard. It, sometimes it feels weird when you're starting out that video, 
and you're like, you say, you say the first thing that's genuine. You're like, Hey guys, you know, welcome back to, you know, welcome back to the show or whatever. And then after that, you're like, don't forget to subscribe and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I just figure, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's kind of like, it's the business. It's almost kind of like the, the business side of, of the making the video of like, Hey, don't forget, man, we're, we're doing all this hard work and we're doing all this thing for one thing and one thing only. And that's, that's for you to hit that little, that little subscribe button down there. And it, it really means a lot right to now, us. I'll tell you this right now. When I first started you watching YouTube, I was in my late thirties at that point. Now I can say I'm in my forties. I don't know. It makes it sound like I've been doing it a lot longer. Right? <laughs> was all, all of all of two years ago. But um, honestly, one of the things that I hated the most was everybody like, like and subscribe, like and subscribe, yeah. like my video, smash the like button, like the like button. <laughs> like I couldn't fucking stand it. I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ, people. I get it. I'm fucking. I want to say 40. I, I got I got to like back my mind up. I'm like 38 years old. I get it, dude. This is how YouTube works. Push the yeah. fucking button. I did not ever, 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 ever want to be that guy saying yeah. like and subscribe. And here I am. This is what happened, dude. If you follow my channel, I don't know how much you watch my channel. Those of you guys that are subscribers that have been around for a while. Back in like midsummer, dude, I hit a slump, man. And... And in that process of like coming out of that slump, I realized like part of what really like was bringing me down was my channel wasn't doing that well, but it wasn't doing that well because I was down. So like people see that, you know, and, and, and as much as I like to, I, I would have liked to have thought that I could just pull a fucking wool over everybody's eyes. Everybody got it, man, because I forgot that you guys are all like you, everybody out there in YouTube land or podcast land. You guys are all like like fucking girlfriends. And let me explain what I'm talking about. Girlfriends know when you're pissed off just by like the way your eyebrow goes or the way that you like, <laughs> like cringe the side of your mouth or something. And so I thought I was like, hey, dude, these guys don't know me. <laughs> I just come up here and be happy. And and freaking what happened was like, hey, I was down and everybody was reading it. And because of that, my my views went down, my likes went down, my comments went down. Yeah. And I realized through that process that it was that was important to me. Like that actually motivates me. Mm -hmm. And and if I want this channel to be successful, and actually I do, oddly enough, want this channel to be successful, mostly because I want to walk into the president of my company's office and tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be great. But uh, if that doesn't happen, at least let me have some like, like, let's live outside of this box, you know? So I realized at that point, okay, I have to like, like ask people to like and subscribe because of one reason when you ask people they actually do it yeah and, and um so what i'm gonna do is on the biker bar yeah i just throw it out like like and subscribe whatever i'm gonna do that this way but when i'm riding on my regular videos i'm trying to figure out as many or like different ways that i can ask that so that i don't feel like the sellout you yeah. know what i mean like yeah you're not just like harping that same thing over and over again because because we all grew up in that time. I don't know if sellout has the same meaning to like the, the millennials as it does to me. But it was like, it was like you know, like you, like you weren't hardcore if you didn't do this or you didn't do that. You're, you're oh, a yeah. sellout. 
I don't want to be a fucking sellout saying like and subscribe, but all of you guys out there, like and sub subscribe, please. Um, but that that's really what it came down to, man. And I realized how much that motivated me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you're a young channel right now. You're at what, like 1,500 subscribers, I believe? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit less than that. Yeah. So, so you're coming up. And and you have to you have to ask people that. Yeah. So tell me, what made you decide? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start a YouTube channel. I mean, I want everybody in the world to know that I would ride down this single track, pick up a fucking snake. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, I got I got to throw that credit to uh, to my buddy Steve. Um, I I had been, and and this kind of goes back to that whole the difference between watching a video and subscribing to a channel thing. So. The, and then the other thing too that I'll say about that is, is our generation, this is what I think is, is hard for us, is that a lot of, you know, the world of mountain biking is from everywhere from like 20 years of age to, you know, 50 years of age. But that word subscription, as soon as, as, soon as anyone near my age hears that word, hey, don't forget to subscribe, that sounds to me like a magazine, that sounds to me like I got it costs me money to subscribe, so I don't want to subscribe. And it, eventually at one point in time, when I was, I, I went from watching YouTube videos to subscribing to channels. And I figured well, everyone needed to make that, you know, make that transition to, to like really kind of developing a, a list of channels that, that bring them the content that they like. And that's, that's the whole reason behind subscribing to it. So I figured if I, if I had to eventually have that light go off in my head of like, oh yeah, I need to, you know, I should, if I subscribe to this channel, then the next time this dude makes a video, I don't know how, how often he's going to make a video, but the next time he makes a video, I'm going to get to get to see his video and everything. So anyways, so back to that other question, uh, like the, the starting the channel, my, my buddy Steve came to me a couple years ago and, and he just, it, just out of the blue, he just goes, man, you know what? He goes, you should start a YouTube channel. He goes, there's, there's these mountain bikers that are doing these YouTube channels and you, all you need to have is, what's that? He was like, those guys are all laying. There's some fat fuck out there. Getting <laughs> no, he, 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 said, he, he said it best. He, he said the same thing that like, like BKXC and, and all those guys say. They, they're, they're like, if you have a personality, you, you know, you've got a chance at doing something. Because there's, you know, when we'd go out and ride bikes and stuff, you know, I would always be doing stuff that made people laugh or just, you know, just we, we were having a fun time on our bikes as well as riding our bikes. And uh, and so he he just said, yeah, you you've got the personality to do it. He goes, just do what you do when you're out riding bikes. Just do that with a camera on your chest, and and you'll find an audience for it. So, yeah. In two years, two years I've been doing it. But uh, the the big surprise of it to me was knowing that my my buddies who have kids and spouses, and and how often have we tried to describe a mountain bike ride to our kids or our spouses, and they're just kind of like okay, I think I understand you rode your bike and you did something and whatever. All of a sudden now we, we brought that world to them. Like, you know, everything with these, with these stabilized videos and, and these gimbals and everything. Wait a minute. We did not bring that world to them. Well, no, I'll tell you right now, dude, this is what I'm going to say. The GoPro effect is real. Tell yes. me you were watching fucking YouTube videos going, I can smash that shit. And then yeah. went to one of those places and was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a few a few, um, a few weeks ago, I was out in Grand Junction, and I rode with uh, uh, Kyle and RC from Unprofessional Kyle and Outdoor Gold, and we we rode the Ribbon Trail, and I th or at least I think it was on the Ribbon Trail. Um, and there's this there's a section called Hospital Hill, 
And it's been like, it's notorious in all these different videos and you see it in the videos and you're like, oh yeah, it looks steep and everything. And then you see it in real life. And I, like, I fell twice trying to walk my bike down it, you know, it was so steep. So, <laughs> so when you get there you're like, oh man, that, yeah, that, that GoPro effect is, yeah. You're, you're like, oh yeah, all those balls that I had right before I got here, they're gone. Yeah, yeah. All, all that shit that I was talking, uh, sh shouldn't have been doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of talking shit with your buddies. It's not on fucking the internet. So. Yeah, yeah, right, right. That's pretty. That's pretty happy beard you got going on over there, dude. How long has that thing been? been, uh, been? I'm probably at least a couple. I, I, I got. I got to set the stage for the people that are listening on the podcast. This dude, he looks like like an Irish kind of like redhead <laughs> kind of guy, and he's got he's got at least like maybe six, eight fingers of beard underneath there going on. Like it, 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 it's a good one. Like, like it, it's like what ZZ top looked like, like <laughs> before they started the band. That's yeah, what he's right. <laughs> so, so how that come about, man? Cause I'll tell you what, dude, I never had a beard. And like whenever, every once in a while, like, like every year ski season, I would just be like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shave anymore. So that I have some, some fur when I ski, and like what I would grow would be like like fucking maybe somebody didn't go to work for a couple of days. I had a beard, and and then just recently I decided to to bring this bitch on. And yeah, uh, you, it's looking you, good. You're putting me down, man. Oh no, you, you're you're gonna catch right up to me. You have a you have a lot more you have a lot more going on there than. Oh, dude, I, the, the the only thing that I am actually really fucking efficient at in my life is growing hair. So right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I was a channel that we could have about like, let's see how much hair some motherfucker can grow. <laughs> I, would, I would be pinning that bitch. That's right. That's right. So how how did you decide to grow the beard, man? Um, so I I was always I looking back in photos and stuff that uh, of myself, I've always seen that I've always been doing some goofy. It was either the lamb chops or it was some kind of funky hair thing, and then um. And then I kind of, uh, a couple years ago, I was like, I'm going to really start riding all year long, even in the cold. And uh, so I'd always had like a little bit of stubble going on. So then I just tried to grow it out for a little while and let it, you know, see if it would actually keep me, keep me any warmer. I don't know if it keeps me warmer or not, but it's, uh, it's, it's there and it's, it's growing. So I'm just going to let it do its thing. How, however, I had to, I had to laugh. I put a video out last week of, um, we were doing a ride up in Eagle, Colorado and, I don't know if the speakers didn't pick or, or like I couldn't hear the audio very well here here in my in my office where I was making the video or something. But I I slipped this clip into the uh, into the video where where I was standing in, in this field and my buddy turns to me and he goes, "You look like a giant gnome." <laughs> so I was like, "Yep, that's that's probably the the best way." So if you're trying to describe what I look like to some other people, just a, a giant gnome, I think is. Um, when no, he said that, we should actually just rebrand your channel right now. Fuck right. What? <laughs> oh, just like the the mountain bike gnome, dude. Yeah, <laughs> giant gnome mountain biking. Yeah, dude, I'm down with it, dude. The, the red gnome, dude, and then yeah. that's it, man. We're done. Here we go. <laughs> so Here if you go. guys want to see the red gnome channel, go ahead and check out Horns High on. I don't know what the fuck.com and um, that, that's where it'll be. <laughs> yeah, we'll link you know, it man. Everybody, not everybody, I hope it's everybody, but a lot of people on my channel, the way that they recognize me when I'm out riding, 
is they're like, like I've seriously ridden past them and, and then they hear me laugh and they're like, oh, I know that dude. Yep. Like I, I've had so many people on the trail say, dude, I heard you over there laughing and I knew that was you. And I'll tell you the very first time I watched your channel, I was like, this dude's got a good, you got a good radio, radio voice, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love it, man. I love you. It's like you're my, my Kansas city twin, man. Right. Good stuff. It, dude. It's funny. I, I, I had a, I, I might've been like 20 videos into my channel and I had someone comment. It was one of the very first comments I ever had. And still to this day, I, I think he was serious, but he still could have been pulling my chain. But, but he commented on the video and he goes, Man, you sound just like Matthew McConaughey. You're like <laughs> describing my voice, and I and I thought, oh yeah, okay, easy with the Matthew McConaughey stuff, man. I, I can't yeah. live up to. Yeah, because because this shit's on YouTube, and as soon as they see that, eh, it's not. Gonna yeah. Happen. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I get in front of the camera, no one's gonna be accusing me of anything that has anything to do with Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> awesome, dude. I remember. I still remember one of my very first comments on on one of my first videos that I put up and this guy was like, Oh, that was sick. And, uh, it was some Asian dude in, in, in the Bay area. I live in, in Northern California. So the Bay area to us is San Francisco. So he yeah. lived down the Bay area and he's like, Oh, that was awesome, man. Great, great ride. And I remember thinking, I don't know if this is spam, like yeah. <laughs> I'm an IT guy. So like my first intention on anything in the internet is that's bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah. This dude's like, oh no, I, I really like what and I was like, but he was the first subscriber that was like not one of my buddies. And nice. lo and behold, that was MTB Savant. Oh, nice, man. Believe it or not, that was MTB. And and I guess he actually wasn't lying. Or he's still lying to me. One or he, yeah, he's still just, <laughs> he's just going with this, going with the story. <laughs> He's like, oh shit, that guy blew up a little bit, so maybe I should stick to that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so, awesome. What, what, what kind of, what kind of wheels you got under, underneath you, dude? Um, I have. So I ride a Bronson too. You you ride a Bronson, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I have a I have a first generation. Um, I can. It's right here. Hold on. Oh, you don't need to get it, dude. Let's just chat about it, man. Okay. Listening, they can't see that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, first generation uh, Alan Bronson with uh, with magenta pink spokes from i nine. What which color frame do you have? I have the first had the neon yellow. Yeah, this it's the one that has uh, it's like dark black, and then it has on the side of the bike uh, it, the Santa Cruz logo is magenta, and then on the bottom of the down tube it has it in like bright uh, like fluorescent green. So, so, so magenta is code word for pink for that's, all. Of you. Yeah, that us guy. That's that's a way for us guys to say pink without saying pink. Right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. When I so, got when I got the frame, I was I was like, oh sweet. So when I got the frame, I'm just going to peel the stickers off of it, and then I'll murder it like I do all my bikes. Right. And then when I got the frame, it was different. Like it's an aluminum frame, but they didn't like. Yeah, like, it's on there. There's like unless yeah. you strip the frame, yeah, and it, that way. It, it's under the it's under the top code. So yeah. I, I actually had a, 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 a somewhere in my my bike life. I don't remember where it was, but I had the same thing. I thought I was going to just get this, peel the stickers off, and no, yeah, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I know some dudes that can hook you up. You want to change that shit? Hit yeah. us, man. S T I K R D sticker dot com. Those guys will fucking they'll do whatever you want, man. Oh, yeah, they do the frame protecting. Yeah, they can pretty they can pretty well like 
kind of give your bike a facelift. Oh, they'll do anything, dude. Yeah, just by just doing a sticker kit. That's yeah. kind of, that's cool, man. You dream it up, just stick it on there. And honestly, it's it's really, really a simple process, man. Yeah, um, I, I remember when we first started riding, and the only way that we could like customize our bike is to take like electrical tape or like some, you know, some kind of weird tape or something like that and try to make your bike look different, you know? My now old bike, my old bike, I I I um or some of my old bikes, I got powder coated because I was like, fuck this color. And yeah. so, so I got them powder coated and it was like, I, I was looking for stickers and the, the only place I could find stickers, like some dude like overseas that was probably going to take my money and never send me the stickers. Yeah. And once, once I found out about this American, American company here in NorCal, actually, um, oh, oh, that fucking lines up because I can actually drive with these bitches and see what's up. I went down there, dude. I was like, Hey, check it out. You guys want to drink some beer? Richard said yes. And I was in love. <laughs> and then, he, then he hooked up the bike and i was like and then dude was funny too man so i was like okay i can do this i can do this so now i'm a i'm i'm a, I'm a stickered bitch <laughs> I, love it. I love it now do they do your um they they do the frame frame decal things like that do they also do stickers like like for they will, they will do any sticker that you want on your bike even if you go to the website and it's not on there there are some um legal reasons why they may not be able to put everything on on the website but if you were asking for something they can do it but yes they can also do stickers just like sticker mule okay. so they, they cool. have that capacity as well they do wraps as well so i mean i didn't know i was plugging them so apparently i'm gonna send richard a fucking uh, right i i think he but, yeah i think he owes us a hookup a little because i know that i know i follow them on instagram but i didn't know if they did uh like decal stickers like we use for for our channels yeah. and stuff too they definitely do. And see, this is the difference between them and like sticker mule, the quality of the sticker that you'll get from them from compared to like a sticker mule is like, you can put one of their stickers on a sign and come back like two years later and it still looks good. You put a sticker mule sticker up there and the sun and the weather is just going to fade the shit out. It'll look like shit. So, oh. and, and until sticker mule pays me to say stickered is bullshit, I'm going to stick it back. <laughs> <laughs> right no but honestly like there, there there's there's no like i'm not financially gaining from this conversation uh all, all i'm doing is actually talking about like i was just impressed i was impressed to have hey dude i'm american man and at the end of the day dude i like seeing shit made in america and that makes yeah. me happy and i'm a guy that like even though i could go buy something at walmart that's super cheap I might go buy it at the local shop or, hey, I could get beer over at Rite Aid way cheaper than I can from Habib's joint over on the corner. And I'll go over there and buy beer from him just because, like, I feel like I'm putting food on somebody's table. And I yeah. think that's I think that's important. It's important to be part of your community. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that, that's that's YouTube, you know, building your community. So what's yeah. it been like for you in Kansas City? Like you're probably like one of the first YouTubers to, to pop out of that city, huh? Are you you going out the trails and like it's kind of blowing your mind or what? Yeah, well, I, I think I might be the only one that really that like I think I was just one of the first people to get a gimbal and start kind of trying to throw some stuff together and and uh, and make some videos and um, it it happened at a time when like like my work season is really really busy in the in the summertime and then it tapers off really good in the in the wintertime. So I'm always looking for little projects to do in the, in the wintertime to keep me busy. And so right. I, 
Start oh, summertime. You're, 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 you're a swimsuit model. Is that what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I it, the, the 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 giant gnome swimsuit edition <laughs> is. Uh, <laughs> they gave me August because I because I'm I'm so fair skinned. So I love it. I love it. <laughs> so you were saying? Um, yes, I there there were a lot of other guys that had you know had videos out on YouTube, but I I think I was just I, I think I was just one of the one of the people that started trying to do this thing, and I and I wanted to my my big thing that I always said on my channel is that my channel is not about me. It's it's about you know improving someone's ride you know, and like taking them with us on our, like trying to make videos that really brought someone with you on the ride. And, so and I, tell, tell me the coolest thing that has happened to you with the sub, because today I was out at, at, at this fundraiser for the campfire victims. If you guys don't know what the campfire is, big ass, did I say this already? I think I did say this already. It, is, it, say it, again. it deserves to be said again. Right. So there's a big ass fire in California. A lot of people lost everything. And so I'm just coming out there to freaking ride bikes and, and, and be part of it. And apparently I got like 6,000 friends on YouTube. Some of them want to show the fuck up. And so today I'm there and this is hard for me because my channel is not PG. It's not, PG. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's probably pretty damn, it's not R it's probably close. It's like teetering in between R and like NC 17, if that's still around. Yeah. And this kid comes up and he's actually on the stream. I seen him earlier. I don't know if he's still here today, but he asked me to sign his helmet and his jersey. I have no way signed a jersey or a helmet in my life. Can you imagine the pressure? I actually I was like, oh God, dude, I'm writing on his helmet. This looks dumb. I hope it looks better to him than it does to me because I'm just judging the shit. And, and yeah. I'm like an OCD fuck. So I'm like, I, I want this to be perfect. No, it's not perfect. Can I erase this? No, I can't. <laughs> but that was like the highlight of my day. Probably the highlight of the last few months for me. I cannot believe that that happened. Yeah. What, 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 what for you? Like, I, I'm sorry if I overshadowed that. Uh, we're we're going to. No, no. But, I actually, I, I had I had I had a vision I had a vision in my head when you were describing that scenario to me and I was like I probably would have come home like with my own signature or autograph like on my own helmet like eleven times because I yeah. would have been like yeah before I do that before I mess up your helmet hold on let me see if I can do this right and right test it out on my helmet I'm like I don't know. <laughs> but I wanted to write biker and then it's all sideways and and bent curvy yeah. I'm like oh god I hope. You know what, man? When I was that kid's age, that would have made my day. You know, right. and I'm like, the the thing that meant the most to me about that was like, don't fuck this up, Rob. Like all those relationships you had in high school and college and twenties <laughs> and thirties, and <laughs> I was like, don't fuck this up, like you fucked that up. And then I looked at it, I was like, I hope he likes this. So if you're still on, little guy, dude, junior. Oh, there he is, Junior MTV. Um, <laughs> he is still on. Um, I, I, you made my day more than I made yours, Junior. So, <laughs> so you were saying that is red. I, I think, um, yeah, you know, I, I, you always have a lot of those little moments where, where you get recognized somewhere and, and, uh, and it's, it's always kind of a weird feeling. Like if it's not on a bike, it feels kind of, it feels a little bit weird. But earlier this summer, we were clear up in, in Minnesota with the family and we were on our way to some bike, some bike place that we were riding to. And some dude that was kind of like perpendicular to us at an intersection, 
starts starts hitting his horn and I kind of look over at him and all I see him doing is just throwing horns up in his windshield, you know, both horns up in his windshield. And I, and I looked over and I, it didn't work quite connect to me. And then my wife looked over at me and she's like, yeah, I think that dude knows who you are. And I look back over again and the guy was, you know, I'm like, I'm 600 miles away from my house and, and here's some dude that's like, Hey, there's that guy that, you know, I've never been to Minnesota before in my life. And here, here's this dude recognizing me and it happened to be in front of my wife and kids. So now I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> dude, when I first started my channel, I had like, like, Whenever MTV Savant subscribed, I was I, I walked around the whole house that night. I was like, everybody, you guys, you guys just need to sit the fuck down because I'm fucking famous, bitches. And, and <laughs> my head has just gotten bigger, which was weird because it started out really big. And then um, and then I realized, oh, actually, I'm not that good at this. So I appreciate everybody that's out there for having any any part of this. I really, really do appreciate it. Hey, if you guys aren't hitting the thumbs up, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> no, I think this one of the things that I started this channel for, and I would imagine maybe something similar for you, but it's like I really wanted people to see that, like, like when you talk to people like off the cuff and you're like, oh, I'm a mountain biker, they're like, whoa that shit's hardcore and it's like no dude it doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be rampage you know what i mean it, it, go yeah. out and you can have a good time and i i got that gist from your channel when i watch it it's like good times you know hey yeah. you're a shredder by the way oh, uh, thank you. I, I, i've seen how you ride i don't know if i want to come to kansas but um <laughs> <laughs> no dude but i mean that that's one of those those things you know what i'm saying yeah yeah it was and it's funny because it at least nowadays there there's people who know what mountain bikes are because i remember you know when i first started out mountain biking dude you're in kansas and you're like yeah i like to go out mountain biking and just people just start laughing is, is what they do because you're in kansas man you're not gonna ride any mountains you're not gonna be doing anything the only thing mountain. i knew about kansas is like dorothy dude yeah I'm like there's a there there's there's what may have been a really hot chick 50 years ago and a little dog and <laughs> that's all i know and there's some fucking tornadoes and shit right yeah yeah just <laughs> a lot of cultivated fields i i live i actually live um right on the border between uh kansas and missouri so i'm i'm probably two miles east of me is Missouri. So I'm, I'm kind of right there. In so is there like a Kansas, Missouri thing where you're like, Oh, you're from misery. Yeah, there, there is. And, and I've never, I've always never, I've never really known what to do with that because I'm from California. So they all hate me. So <laughs> they, they all were just like, Oh, great. Some dude, some dude, some bro from Southern California. Huh? But so I, always, I, I always like, I'm like, Oh, I'm from California. And then they're like, "Oh, I hate California." I'm like, "Yeah, but I was born in Pennsylvania." Yes, right, exactly. It's yeah, kind of like, it's kind of like, "Oh no, no, dude! I I know a racially ethnic person. They're my <laughs> friend. I swear." You know, that was probably a bad joke. I tried. Yeah, but, um, Everybody does that. You know, they're like, "Oh no." <laughs> the thing that you have going for you though is you, that you're Northern California, right? That's 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 better because. As I've traveled around the world, or not around the world, as I've traveled around the country, whenever people kind of start to, the world, dude, it's cool, dude. We're fucking. Yeah, yeah. What, what, you know, when I was on tour last year with the first year of Hornsheim mountain biking, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but like, like when I would meet people, uh, it, it, 
whenever they would start to tell you more about the why, as far as like, why do people from California, you know, have this reputation? It almost always comes down to LA, which is, which is right where I was from. So I think it was a, a lot of the Southern California influence. So at least, at least you have Northern California working for you. I, I come I, from the, I come from the other side. <laughs> I used to live in Germany um, whenever I was in the military and every girl that I met, they thought that there was two things. If you were from California, you were a surfer. And I actually have never surfed. So that was a problem. And so they either thought you were a, it, and this is, that was California. But if you were American, they, they thought you were one of two things, a surfer because of that California thing or yeah. a cowboy. And, <laughs> and I wasn't either one of them. And so I was like, let me just show you, um, hey, you guys want to come back to my room, drink a lot of alcohol and do something that regret <laughs> in the morning? That's kind of what I, that, and so here we are. <laughs> I never mentioned to them that I was from Pennsylvania. I met some girls before and I was like, oh, I'm from Pennsylvania. And they're like, isn't that where like Dracula is from? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yes, actually it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It was just down the street from me. Yeah. Is that what makes you horny? Because <laughs> if it is, yes. If it's not, I hate that guy. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so you're rocking the Bronson. What kind of suspension? Because I, I think you're, aren't you like a coil guy? I am a coil guy. Well, I'm a, I'm a coil. I'm a coil guy in back. I want to be a coil guy in front. Um, I want to get that that push conversion thing for. I've got a Pike up front. I yeah. want to try that that push conversion thing. I think it's about three hundred bucks. I think, dude. I'm telling you, the um, I, if, if you haven't watched the Biker Bar a few episodes back, there was a guy I did here uh, a show with. I did. There's a guy I did. That <laughs> <was fun ago. laughs> the dude that I did the Biker Bar with a couple weeks ago is a super suspension guy. And they have this like war sprung thing going on. And a handful of my friends have done it. Dude, check it out. Watch that biker bar if you haven't okay, watched it. Look it up. Yeah, dude. I don't know if it's just as much as the push thing, but they they got something going on because everybody that I've talked to about that war sprung that, that that has pulled the trigger on it, they're stoked about it. Really? And what's the name of the company again? War sprung is I think oh, and please, yeah, don't don't quote me because okay. I'm horrible with names places <laughs> so like yeah check it out though seriously watch that biker bar it was a uh, is uh it's like suspension 101 i think is what it's called and nice. dude, everybody that has has done that in my group of friends has just been super stoked with how it performs that's cool yeah, yeah I'll, 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 let's get your little like like your your playboy stats how tall are you what do you weigh Oh uh, yeah, Playboy stats. I am I am a giant gnome at six foot two, and uh, and I, I weigh in at a at a svelte two hundred and fifty pounds. Okay, so you're a big dude like like yeah, I am. I'm, I'm a bona fide Clydesdale, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So this is the thing that I've always heard about about the uh, coil, is that it's super good at keeping you planted on your downhill, but it's also takes a little play out of a bike, and the Bronson traditionally is not a playful bike. No. So that is one of the reasons that I've been a little afraid to put that coil on my Bronson was because like everything that everybody says about a coil downhill makes me happy. But what they once I heard it one time 
that it takes away the playfulness. I was like, man, this bike's already not that playful. Yeah. I don't know if I want to do that. How, how, how does it feel well, to you? I don't, I don't, I would almost say that, um, I, I would, I would first totally agree with you that the, that VP, uh, that VP platform is definitely not a, a super playful one, but, um, but I, I found that going to the coil, I could, I could kind of make it a little bit more playful and I could keep the shock from overheating quite as bad. Cause when you point a 250 pound dude down the hill, we start to, you know, I, I would, I would kind of cook the, uh, the air shocks. And I'm, so I found that like, if I, if I set the, set the rebound up kind of nice and crisp and fast, I could kind of get some playfulness out of the bike. So I, I don't know. I, I've been real happy with it. Um, I, as soon as I put the coil in the, in the rear, man, the back end all of a sudden had such great traction. And then all of a sudden I was aware of, of how much better traction the back end of my bike was getting versus the front. Whereas before when, when I was running air front and rear, they were both kind of doing a mediocre job. Well, now my back tight, my back end's doing a great job of traction. And now my front end is doing a mediocre job of it, which makes so it. When you, when you bought that bike, was it like, like already like dialed? Was it like top of the line or did, did you buy like the bottom end and want to build it up or you're kind of in the middle? Um, I, I bought it frame. I bought it as a frame. So you um, bought it as a frame. So yeah, tell me, this, this is what I'm going to do to you right now. Cause right. A, I apparently have a little fucking bladder tonight. And I, I want to know when you bought that frame, what were the three parts that you were like, these are the ones that I need to have. While you talk about those parts, I'm going to go piss all over the back of my bike. All right. The three parts that my, the, the three things that I uh, think my bike definitely needed to have. This is, this would have been a really good time for me to have been able to hear that question better. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to roll with this one and think of the three things that are most important to me on the bike, which is always uh, the, the top of the list is always suspension. I, I, I want the back end to, to, um, to act the way that I need it to act. And I want the front end to act the way that I need it to act. Um, after that, uh, brakes, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, uh, the hope, uh, I think about the hope E3 tech four or maybe tech three E4. I can't remember what the, what they are, but they're a four piston brake. And for a big dude like me, um, I, I needed to have that extra stopping power to, uh, to be able to get the bike under control, but I also needed some that wasn't going <clears> to <throat> overheat because I would always cook my Shimano brakes because I'm a big fat dude. And, uh, and my, I would, I would blow up my uh, Shimano brakes from time to time overheating them. Um, so what, I think that's two things. I got, I got suspension, I got brakes, um, tires. I would definitely say tires. Um, that, that was one of the first things that I wanted my bike to have that, that, um, that's really important to me is, is, is trying to find the right tire. And I'm always looking for the right tires. I've gone through so many tires. I, I used to have a stack of tires that was probably, well, actually it was, it was three stacks of tires that were probably each about four feet tall. So 12 feet tall worth of tires. Rob, what was the question that you asked me? <laughs> wow. I was going for like 30 seconds. Whole lot of, that, that was like six, six beers that I pissed out. And you took <laughs> That's awesome. I was I heard something about three things on your bike, and then you were gone. I was like, fill me in here. What was it that you said? What was number one? And then you uh, just lost it. The 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 first thing that I, that I, I want to make sure my bike was set up good for um, was suspension. Okay. And the ne next thing was brakes, and the next thing was tires. And then, so you did get three things. That was actually that, that's pretty impressive. So, what tires are you running right now, bud? What's that? 
What tires are you running right now? Um, I tried out. I've been a Maxxis guy forever. Um, this season, I tried out a, a set of WTB Convicts with like 2.5 front and rear, mm -hmm. um, and ran those tires this whole season. Was really was really surprised with them, man. They were really good tires, man. I, I, I don't know I, why I kind of just forgot about WTB for a while. I used to run Navigals. Um, oh yeah. I, I ran them because I'm a big dude. And see, this was the thing. When I was running Navigals, everybody back then, like a 2.1 was big for them. Oh, yeah. I and I was running like 235 because that's as big as you fucking get them back then. And yeah. it was, and everybody was like, oh my God, that's so big. And I was like, yeah, go ahead, get my size. So fucking big. And yeah. you want a bigger tire. And now everybody's like, oh, 28, 30, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I'm on my rigid cross country bike with three inch wide tires. <laughs> so I, I needed something needy, you know, so I always rode those. And at, at one point I was like, you know what? I am such a creature of habit. I need to stop doing this. So I need to find something else. And uh, I just happened to know a friend and they had uh, some high rollers that they hooked me up with. And I ran, ran the high rollers and I was like, oh, this is nice. And then uh, um, since then, I've, I've, I've tried a bunch of stuff. But when I was up at Interbike, I ran back into Kenda. And Kenda is the, the company that does Navigable. And uh, they told me, they were like, hey, I, actually, when I was talking to them, I said to them, you know, one of the reasons that I stopped running the Navigal was because, dude, it had everything that I wanted on the down. But on the up, that thing was like, like, like if you could put suction cups all the way around your tire, and, and like the way that you could think like an octopus just sticking yeah. on everything like that's how that tire was when you were climbing so it was like <laughs> and that doesn't work well for a fucking fat guy you know yeah. at least when he's climbing you know like when you're descending that's awesome but climbing that sucks yeah so that's why i stopped running the navigal and so i told this dude at came to that and he's like let me tell you something we actually fixed that and so he gave me a navigal the new one, he said, I, I want to say, please don't quote me. Cause like I said earlier, <laughs> quotes and links and names. He, I want to say that he said it was like, like 50% rolling faster. And then wow. he gave me a tire also that he's like, if you like the Navigal, you'll really like this. And I think it's called like the Hellcat or something like that. So I have those sitting on the other side of my garage, but I have a set of, DHF, DHR, which everybody's running on my bike right now. And I just was waiting for those to like wear out. And once they wear out, I'm going to use those Kendas and these uh, Kush core system that I have sitting back behind me and see what that's all about. Nice. nice. Have you done Kush core? I do. I do. I, I ran Kush core for the first time uh, this, this season. <clears throat> so <clears throat> early on this season. Tell me about the install. I want to know about the install. Oh, um, I, you know, it's weird. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I made, I made my video for, for an install kind of a thing uh, uh, earlier this summer. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, when we first put, the, put those on my, on my bike, one of my buddies did one wheel, and he's like, here, watch me, and I'll do this. And then I just kind of watched him do it. And I, I think we had both tires, both things installed, tires inflated, sealant, everything in like 20 minutes, you know? Oh, wow. Um, so, so you basically just told me you're a god. Well, yeah, right? Right. That's why I'm almost afraid I, to say that. 
a couple months ago, dude, I went up to Bend, Oregon. I was up there freaking hanging out with Project 321. I didn't know, but apparently that is like, it, it's kind of like the Silicon Valley uh, of mountain bikes. There's like all these companies up there that are just like blowing up that nobody knew that was up there. So I was going up to meet Project 321. I was like, oh, let's see who else is in town. And I found out like Evo Gimbals is up there. Freaking uh, Schwabby Tires is up there. Project 321 is up there. And also Kushcore. So in the process, I was like, oh, I'm going to call these companies up and see if they want to talk to some YouTube famous motherfucker. Yeah, right. And uh, so I rolled over over to Kushcore and they, they they hooked me up. And honestly, dude, I am really, I don't remember what I was going, where I was going with that. You said something that was really interesting to me, but I'm going <laughs> to finish that sentence real quick. Like they hooked me up with the Kushcore and I really want to try it. Yeah. What was it that I was saying before I started that whole rant? I, I think just like how how hard is it to to do the cushion? oh yeah that thank you, oh, thank, you. Thank, thank you for wrapping me back in so real quick while I was there at Cushcore, the the owner of Cushcore is like dude I can do this in like two or three minutes right and I was like oh I'm calling your bluff motherfucker because <laughs> anybody that knows my channel dude I'm a, I'm gonna I'm say some stupid shit right about now <laughs> right about now. And so, so he had one of his lackeys come out. He's like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't need to do that. I'm not, not going to bother my time with you little, lowly like 3,000 subscriber YouTubers. No, no, honestly, he was super cool about it. But anyways, the yeah. dude that came out, he installed it in three minutes. Wow. I couldn't yeah. fucking believe it, dude. Like, yeah, it's, couldn't believe it. What it all comes down to is, is I think, two things. Uh, one is, is uh, the rim, whatever kind of rim you have. So I have I, I9 wheels. <clears throat> and I've also um, I put some Kush cores on my buddy's wheels. Uh, Steve, if he's what, if my buddy Steve is watching, I'm forgetting what what wheels he has. Um, but he had he had um, some some kind of oh E13 wheels, I think. I think he had some E13 wheels. Um, but they they went on pretty well with that. But I've I've heard different rims. You know, there's always that couple millimeters or something. But but what did that's what, what I tell my lady every time. Just, yeah. just a couple millimeters or something. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's 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 all in this weird little hand technique of like. That's what they were saying. They were they were calling it like the like like the the like grab and roll. I can't remember. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that video up. I got uh, it's coming. But it, they, he was saying it was like just the way that you kind of like roll yeah. it on there, kind of yeah. like 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 I don't know if like. For those of you guys that are listening, kind of like this weird, like like if, if you were like an Italian rolling fucking dough back in the day, it's like kind of this like grab it with two hands and just roll that fucker over, and then yeah. you just popped it right on there, dude. Yeah, yeah. If, if you can imagine, if you if you can imagine doing something with your hands to try to um, make the the bead of the tire um, rest up against where the where the nipples of the spoke would be, like you're just trying to bury that tire in the deepest yeah. part of the, the wheel because that's where the smallest the thing that he had said to me and that he showed me on the video that I that I recorded was like he put it on top of a trash can and he used a uh, like a uh, like a Pedro's um, tire tire lever and yeah. it was like you have to push the tire into that channel yeah all the way around and he's like that's what most people don't do is they just kind of like half ass it and, yeah. and he's like they do it like at like. 12 o'clock and three o'clock and six o'clock. And he took this out nine o'clock. That's the best yeah. math I can do. And uh, <laughs> like, he's like, instead you need to do it at like one and one thirty and one forty-five and two o'clock. And if you do it all the way around, you get that tire really seated into the, the, the middle of the rim. 
And he's yeah. like, dude, this is like you I, you watched it, Rob. It happened. And I was I was blown away, man, how quick he did it. I really he took a brand new tire out, a brand new tire. He took the cush court right out of the box. So it wasn't like this was like pre-stretched by the, the family. Yeah. But like and he, he just machine back he stretches the tires out for him. <laughs> That's what I was expecting. Action. I was like, oh yeah, this is this this is the this is the install model. You know. Yeah. What I was um, the other thing I'll tell you when you put them on, um, so like you're going to use your hands to like, once you start getting the tire tear in there, you're going to, you're going to work your hands around the wheel and trying to get the beat in there. As soon as, as soon as you work your hand around the part or, or around the tire enough to where that bead starts getting, you know, like it's, it's getting hard to tuck in there. Or if you're using a tire lever, if it starts getting hard, stop, go back to go back to the opposite side of the tire and tuck that tire in a little bit more. And yeah. that's the part that I think a lot of people do is, is they just they get the you know let, let's say you're starting at the at the six o'clock portion of the of the tire and your left hand is going up around to, to seven eight nine to twelve and your right hand's going around the other way um, as as the tire starts to get tight they they break out the tire levers and then they start sweating and and putting all this elbow grease into this thing when they should have like as soon as it starts getting getting really tight to to get the uh, to get any more of the bead to go into the wheel go back to that six o'clock position with both hands and shove, shove that tire further in more. And as you work your way back, as you work both hands around the wheel again, you'll go another inch further on each side. And then as soon as that starts to tighten up, go back again and you'll do it over and over and over again. And, you know, three or four times. And then um, uh, I, I've gotten it to the point where like I can get all but like the last three inches of the tire without any levers at all. And then the last little bit is just one little flop of the lever. Have you, ever, have you ever watched the uh, the channel No Front Breaks? Yeah, 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 yeah. He does a little section called uh, the Terrible Technician. I don't. <laughs> I haven't seen that part. You haven't seen it? No, no. I've oh. watched his riding videos, like his racing videos. He's in Texas. So, he? What he does is he tries not to like read any direction or anything, like <laughs> no, no instructions. And hey, I'm going to install something. I'm going to do something on my bike, and I'm just going to try to figure it out. And um, he's really bad at it. And, <laughs> but that's what's really funny about it is just like him trying to figure it out and maybe he calls a friend or whatever. Yeah. So recently, I don't know if you watched my my video. Maybe it was last week, the week before. I'm not sure. I did. I did a little spinoff of his called the Drunken Technician. Oh my god! Even better, man. That's when you get two guys that are completely fucking hammered, and you see how well they can do with some with some bike work. And I'm thinking <laughs> that episode two of the drunken technician needs to be putting on the fucking Kush core. There's a good <laughs> chance that I may just set my whole garage on fire and call it a day. But I think, I think it's going to be good, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. So when you're riding that Kush core, what, what do you, did you really like? See? Oh man. Cause when I talked to them, like, they were saying that, you know, a lot of people think a Kush core is just a, a, a means to um, save your rim, you know? Yeah. But they were like, dude, this is a suspension platform. Like, it really yes. changes how you corner. Like, the save your rim part, they're like, that's like that's like an added benefit, you know? But, but really, yeah. it really changes you being able to, like, lower your pressure, have more grip, and then corner well. Because it like supports that sidewall. Did you really see that? Big time, big time. And in fact, the, the video that I made for the Kushcore thing was was getting everyone's 
perception of that product past the pinch flat thing. It's like I, I'm 250 pounds and, and I was running, you know, two, you know, just regular tubeless tires. I didn't get flat tires, you know. I mean, we got them from time to time, but so, I mean, hang on, let me ask you this real quick before you go further. At 250, what what pressure do you run before before Kushkor? Um, so before Kushkor, it would have been uh, it would have been 32 up front and uh, 30 in the, in the rear. Okay, yeah. So so I'm, I've, I've been between like 250 and right now, unfortunately, 290, and I run 30 30. So yeah. so you're you're definitely running as far as like you know what most of the internet fucking talks about a high pressure. So yeah. what happened once you threw the Kushkor in? Um, so right now, so I would run, b before Kushkor, I would run the front tire about two PSI softer than the rear so that it would it would hold on a little bit more and I, the back end would break out. Um, with Kushkor, I run 25 and 25 on both of them. And that's with a 2.5-inch tire. Oh, and wow. I'm, not, my, I'm also not one of those guys that, like, I heard so many people talking about, oh, it's, it's so great because you can run – you know, the super, super crazy low tire pressure. And that may work for skinny guys, but man, a, a big guy like me, when I throw that bike into the corner, um, if I'm down in like those crazy low, <clears throat> those crazy low PSI ranges, you can feel the back end kind of wobble around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it'll get wobbly or you'll, you'll burp it or yeah. like, you'll, you'll just lose it. I mean, that, that's part of where like, there's guys that are on the small end that, that will, you know, they can run some low profile tires yeah. that work great. And, and for me, it, you know, like you can put those low, lower tread profiles on and yes, it climbs amazing. And yes, it descends fast as fuck, but the first corner or the first time that you need to break your fuck, you know, but somebody, I want to mention this real quick. Somebody on here said Kush core for lighter riders, dude, I can tell you, I'll, and I haven't had it on my bike, but I can tell you from the people that I've talked to, and I'll let you back this up. If you were 150, like this guy says he's 143, and you put those in, it is going going to make a huge change on yeah. your cornering and the amount of pressure that you can run. And yes. what 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 is pressure? You know, at the end of the day, like people are like, oh, well, why why do you want it lower? You know, yeah. everybody else wants something to be bigger, you know, like yeah. my girlfriend or my old lady, you know, like, right? but, but really <laughs> what you want that lower pressure for is so that your tire is hooking up more and you can get that hero dirt experience when it's not hero dirt. Most you know? Yeah, I, I would, for that lighter weight rider, um, I, I would, I would not only agree with you, but I would, I would almost be, be willing to bet that that lighter weight rider will experience even more benefits. Yeah, definitely. From from that tire, just because the 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 thing that the thing that I love about um, Kushcore is is the cornering. I, I'm a corner guy. I love uh, I, I love throwing hard throwing the bike hard into the corners. But being a big guy, you know, you got to kind of watch what you do. I, I've I've rolled tires off of off of rims before. We've all done that, and, um, and that's definitely not a fun way to spend your bike yeah. ride. So yeah, that that, that that's a that's a that's a real good way to have a bad experience yeah yeah <laughs> the, um, i i had a, i had an awesome piece of a little piece of video from uh earlier this year <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> i'm riding behind my buddy and we at the time we literally had exactly the same we had, we had a maxis dhf in the front and we had a maxis semi-slick in the rear we were running the same tires front and rear hey, i i was we were wait, I, i'm this is the add in me 
can you please just maybe hopefully you know the answer to this is the uh, reason it's called dhf and dhr is f is front and r is rear yes oh thank god that's what i've been thinking all this time and i'm like i don't know if that's the truth and yeah. the only way that i'm gonna gonna find out is either a look it up lazy as fuck or b yeah. ask somebody and embarrass myself on the internet so hopefully i I, I, I love asking the question I, I would rather ask the question and look dumb than look something up right up sucks man because <laughs> if you look something up then you've just had a relationship with a book but right. if you ask somebody a question, you just started the dialogue with another person. So it could, it could go anywhere. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I so I was I was following him off of this. It, it was like a little four foot, little ledge type of a drop. But we were landing on this off camber. Uh, it was an off camber landing. And it was kind of like gravel on, on hard pack kind of soil. So uh -huh. it was already kind of a, a you know, it's a, it's a challenging uh, type of thing to be landing on. But I went right behind him, same speed, same tires, same technique, everything. He landed the bike, went straight. It just he like he landed it like it was on a totally easy flat transition. He had cush core, I did not. Um, and then when I landed it, and I heard both tires because it was off camera, I heard both tires wallow, and then the bike cut hard, you know, up up the hill because I started kind of right. cutting out of the you know cutting off of that that off camera. They broke. What's up? They burped on you. Yeah, yeah. They, they bur both tires burped on me. And when I saw that, I was, I just, I was amazed that that like that was one of those things where I went, wait a minute, dude, my buddy's bike just did something that my bike cannot do, and it has something to do with that those cush core things that are in there. So, so when I got him, the the, the huge it was a night and day difference on on the the kind of lines that you can pick because. Us big guys, we always have to choose some of the most delicate lines because we'll just thrash a tire. Um, so if, if you're, you're you're a Gen One Bronson guy, so yes, there's two things I want to ask you, and I'm going to ask you both of them. You answer whichever one you want. All right, probably going to forget what one of those questions are while I'm talking. Right. <laughs> one of them is 27.5. Holy shit! There's not a lot of us doing that. Yeah. And two is I already forgot forgot two. So let's go. Let's go ahead and stick with two. With one, two, one, two. So, <laughs> so why twenty seven five, buddy? Um. I, well, so funny story. I just remember before this bike, I had a twenty six inch wheeled bike, and I was the last of any of my friends. All of my friends all had the twenty seven five wheels, and I, I actually had a sticker on the side of my bike. That said, I ride 26 because fuck you. <laughs> oh, dude, I love it. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so I so I love the 26 thing. And then so I was I was late to the 27 five game, you know, already out of the gate. And and as soon as it seemed like as soon as I got the 25 or I well the the bike that I had the 26 inch wheels, I finally broke that frame in half. It was a it was a Yeti SB66 um, uh, aluminum frame. And I, I finally wore it, you know, wrote it enough that it just kind of gave out and I cracked a swing arm. And when I called Yeti, they were like, yeah, we don't know that we're going to be making any more, you know, back ends for an aluminum SB66 because they were, they were in the carbon game, big, you know, big and strong. Right, right, right. Um, so I, I realized at that point, I'm going to have to get some bigger wheels. And it seemed like, it seemed like a lot of the 29 inch wheels, the 29 inch bikes at the time, and this is, you know, four years ago, three, three or four years ago it seemed like a lot of the bigger wheeled bikes were still kind of had that cross country geometry and they weren't 
Dude, I will tell you when I was riding those bikes at that time, and and I, I'm right. I rode the chameleon today for the first time on the trail. It's 29er right now, the way it's set up. The the thing that I hated the most about 29er was I came from a BMX background, so I was always like used to a little wheel. And I was with you, dude. I was a 26 all day. Yeah. And the every time that I got on a 29er, I felt like it picked the line, not me. Yeah. Like, like I'd come into something like, like I'm used to be able to throw the bike around, like pick this, pick that. And, and what the 29er would do is like, Hey, fuck you. We're going straight. And yeah. then you just, you just lean a little bit and that's the way we're going. And that's what I, I really didn't like about it. You know? Yeah. yeah I, I always felt like they were great climbers. Um, they were terrible descenders and even worse cornering, you know, worse at cornering. Um, they just felt sketchy. You know, I, I didn't feel, I always felt exactly like you were saying. I always felt like, like when you come into a corner or something like that, I always felt like I was coming in behind the bike because the bike just kind of had its own agenda. Um, I'll tell you, and I hate to say this out loud, but this is a little spoiler alert for the uh, next video that comes out on the biker channel, but cornering on the chameleon today, I don't know if it had just to do with the wheel size or the geometry or it's a hardtail, but man, Holy shit! This thing is like on rails on corners, man. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. They, they have it. I, I might. When, oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying. I'm just really impressed with. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, if, I, I love my Bronson, but, but eventually it's gonna break. You know, as, as, as every bike that that's ever been underneath of my, my, um, underneath my body has ever done. So whenever it breaks, I, I think my next one will be a 29er. I don't know if I can say that yet. I, I do like 29er. I do understand where it comes from. And I am definitely warming up to it. This is going to be like like my like and subscribe thing that I was talking about earlier. Like, I'm probably going to eat, eat a shoe on this at one point or another. <laughs> but as it is right now, I still have that, like, I love the, this is the best term that I have for it, the, the flickability of yes. the smaller wheel like i feel like it's just more nimble and they have definitely gotten way better at it but i i oh man there's like a big part of me just doesn't want to like accept this new wheel size yeah or that, that bigger wheel size not new wheel size that bigger wheel size exactly yeah at the end of the day i think there will always be something that that smaller wheel can do that the bigger wheel can't and and it, i think it's going to be that flickability thing because you know you can do whatever you want to the, the to, to the geometry of the bike you can play around with it all you want at, at the end of the day you've got a tire that has a, a much different gyroscopic effect on the rider and yeah. that, that gyroscopic ha effect happens whether you're on the ground or in the air it happens what you know if you're going through a corner versus any of that and that that gyroscopic effect you're gonna have to give up some stuff you know, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. That, I and totally, that, totally agree. Yeah. And, and that, that was the thing that always made me, well, I mean, that's why I have a Bronson that when, when a lot of other people were, were doing the 29 thing is that, is that I still felt like my Bronson had that flickability that I could, you know, I could still have fun on the bike. So I'm glad that you said that because that led into the uh, second question that I forgot and re oh, cool. remembered, actually wrote it down so that I wouldn't forget it again short-term memory loss you know when i was in high school smoking pot 
and they would say, "Oh, you're gonna you're gonna smoke pot, get short term memory loss." I never happened. <laughs> now I'm fucked. Every time I fucking say something, don't remember shit. Don't even smoke pot anymore, but still got all the short term memory loss. You know, right? <laughs> so I was like, I got something on these bitches. No, I don't. Or I'm just getting old. One of the two, the shit's. I, I, I still blame it on the age. Right. I'm blaming on the age. Tell me it was none of the bad decisions that I made. So right. second question that I had for you though is you got a Gen 1 fucking Bronson. So that was 2013, 2014. Yep. Dude. Yep. And so if you were looking at a new bike today, what 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 has your attention, brother? Um, you know what? I I would have said, and I'm st it's still on my list. Um the uh the Kona's uh, Kona, man, they they're playing around with the geometry and stuff on those those bigger wheels, and they're they're fun to play with. That is not, uh, that is not the bike brand that I expected here out of your mouth. I want to know why. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, that was a that was a wild card. Um, I, yeah, I it was, dude. It was, you, you, just, you just pulled the fucking the the Charlie out of it's only sunny in Philadelphia, man. Like, <laughs> wild card. Here here comes fucking Kona, dude. What? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it, they have, they seem to be pretty playful, but I just heard that that Noli came has come out with uh what is it? What is it? No uh the fugitive, I think. Okay. Like, like a kind of a mid-travel 29er. But I, I've always heard I've always heard Noli's were were just phenomenal bikes, but I've I've never had one. I've never thrown a leg over one. But but so but the uh, the Kona is what has your attention. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I have a, um, I, I have a process 111 That's a 29 er it's more of a cross country type of a type of bike. And it's, it's Kona's like first generation, uh, you know, kind of a, and, and Kona was one of those first bike brands to start doing the, the long, low slack kind of geometry. You know where they're from? I don't even know where Kona's from. They're just North of you, like uh, Bellingham, Vancouver. Okay, so they're 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 a, like a like a PNW kind of brand. Yeah, yeah. So I figure they they ride all that steep, crazy, you know, those slick routes and and all that yeah. stuff. So and those they guys, man, dirt all year. Those fucking yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and those guys are are not afraid to jump the bikes and and. Get I swear to God, everybody up there is just born with a bicycle. Mm -hmm. because Everybody that I see that ride, they're like, "Hey, look at this ten year old. He's shredding way better than you will ever." Right. <laughs> yeah, like, it's all about the dirt and the size of their body. That's what it is. Exactly. <laughs> their center of gravity is where my kneecaps are. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. It's. Can you imagine being a ten-year-old kid right now, growing up in the mountain bike scene up in the Pacific Northwest? I mean, like, yeah. that would be f just phenomenal to to have to have these bikes and those trails. The, yeah. the the way that the bikes are made, mm -hmm. you would not think a, a tech a technology being a bike that has been around for a long time would change as much as it has in like the last ten years. Yeah, like like I have always been a very big like like person that says get a used bike, save your money, whatever, and. And just recently, I would say within the last year, I've got to the point where it's like, don't upgrade your bike, dude. Sell your bike and just buy a new one. Even if it's the bottom of the line one, it's probably going to be better than yeah. your your top of the line bike from six years ago. 
Yeah. yeah. It, it is really that much of a difference. And I hate saying that. Like, because to me, like, I'm not, I'm the cheap ass, dude. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to spend money on my bike. And yeah. um, that is so true, though, now. It, like, the, the suspension, like, like these little degrees, like a couple of degrees in your seat tube, uh, a degree or two in your head tube, like a uh, uh, couple of millimeters in your, your, your top tube, like being longer, like it has really like changed the game. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I've, I've always been one of those guys that would, would buy a nice bike and then ride it for, you know, ride it until I just blew it up and then get another bike. And, and usually at that time, you know, they would kind of come up with a couple things that are new here or there, but geez, now it seems like every year they're coming up with things that are, you know, each of these, each generation of these bikes just keeps getting more and more refined. I think that's super so, cool. So you got this channel, you, you've got 1500 subs mm -hmm. tomorrow. You're going to wake up with 5,000. Yeah. <laughs> if I wake up with five k tomorrow, um, I'll be out at your place by the end of the week. Wait, we'll, I'll take you out to a steak dinner and and uh, <laughs> and then we'll hang out. <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can hack some YouTube's because that shit ain't gonna happen, right? <laughs> so, so, like, seriously though, I mean, here you say you've been doing this for two years. Where, where, where would you like to see yourself in the next year? Um. That was a tough Holy question. smokes, Rob. Uh, how about this? Okay, what? so I know how I... Go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I, I know how I want to answer this question. Um, this is but it, you can answer how the fuck you want, dude. But, but it, would be, it would probably be kind of dropping a bombshell on a whole bunch of people. Yeah, do it. I'm serious. But, uh, but hey, this, this seems like kind of, a, kind of a cool place to, you know, since you asked the question. Um, yeah, that's good. So for, for 2019... Uh, my wife and I are, my wife and I are moving out to Grand Junction, Colorado. So I'm going to get to go out and play in the desert and ride in the rocks and, and ride all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, for, for the channel, I, I'm, I'm hoping to bring the channel out to, out to the West slope of Colorado. And, uh, there's a few other guys in Colorado out there, man. Yeah. yeah there's see, uh, I see a few of them on, on, on the, uh, on the chat here, outdoor golds out that way. Yeah. Yep, RSC is out that way. Fucking trail features is out that way. Yeah, um, there's uh, apparently a, a red lab walking into my garage out that <laughs> way. Um, there's a uh, crashing dads out that way. Yep. There's, yeah. There's, oh god, I feel I'm, I feel like I'm fucking shitting on somebody by forgetting who they are right now. But I, I got some um, the tag along. Kyle, there's a Kyle. What's the Kyle's name? Oh, unprofessional Kyle. There you go. He's yeah. good. Yeah, I rode with those guys a few weeks ago. They are they are awesome, awesome, awesome riders. Um, there's also some dude, some dude named uh, uh, Tagalong MTB. Yeah, he is man. He is a shredder, man. Yeah, that guy. You guys haven't watched his channel? Definitely swing by. I think he was with uh, STS not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's ridden with all with with all with all the guys out there. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of hoping to um to do more collaborations with other YouTubers. Um, it's kind of my, my thing and, and to kind of keep, you know, just kind of keep doing this, kind of keep, just keep, so riding, keep is you're, you're moving a couple hundred miles closer to me because you yeah. just want closer to me. Right. That's, that's yeah. what it, it's actually a thousand miles from my house. It's, it's right at a thousand miles. I think that's like 992 miles or something like that from, Oh shit. So, 
Dude, I am looking forward to going to Colorado. I have never ridden there. You so. have. Well, you got a place to stay, you know. Yeah, dude. Are you are you planning on going to any events next year? I'm I'm hoping to get my ass down. I'm not hoping. I will be at Sedona. So those of you guys that are listening, if you're thinking about Sedona, go to Sedona. It is honestly the only place in my life that I've been at. If you stand and you look at, let's just say you're looking at 12 o'clock, you turn your body to three o'clock, it's a postcard. Turn your yeah. body to fucking six o'clock, it's a postcard. Turn your body to nine o'clock, it's yes. a postcard. It is beautiful there. And the Rocky is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I that and well, that town right there was one of the reasons why why we we started looking at, at kind of that Grand Junction area is because Grand Junction's in this awesome location where like in, in the wintertime when things get really cold, you're like five hours, like maybe five, six hours away from, from Sedona. So you could get down and, you know, get down and experience some, you know, some of their riding and it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's just in a, in a good location. I've never ridden Sedona either. So that oh, dear. Have, you, have you ridden Sedona before? Yeah, I, I rode some of it and uh, some of it I fucking cried my eyes out on because right. I'm afraid of heights and they have a lot of heights there. So yeah. if you're afraid of heights, be warned. <laughs> yeah, they're not afraid to send you right to the edge of... Yeah, they're, they're like, oh, you thought you had big balls? Let me show you how small they are, Robert. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's bonkers you know, out there. What's got you going over that way, man? You just decided, like, you're like, fuck it, dude. The YouTube truck came in. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to Colorado, motherfuckers. I'm making YouTube money, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I've made twelve dollars and thirty-one cents so far, man. I'm all in, bitches. <laughs> all I gotta do is figure out what color I want my Lamborghini. <laughs> no, I, I think the it just kind of came with the uh, the kids. Both uh, both kids are are in college now, and my wife and I thought, you know, we've been here for for a while, and check out a different riding scene, and and everything out there in the desert is cool because it's. It's dry, and you get a you get a lot nice long riding season. So your old lady rides too. She does. She oh, does nice. a little bit. Yeah, she she's not a, she doesn't like going off the stupid shit that I do because she's she been smart. on the channel at all. What's that? Has, has she been on the channel at all? She did. Uh, our, when we were up in Minnesota, she got she's been in in uh she's yeah just in one video now that I think about it. My, yeah. lady, my lady doesn't even watch my fucking shit. She's like. <laughs> She's like, I, I get enough of your crap, fucking all it. Like, you think I want to watch a video of that bullshit? Exactly. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I was always afraid of that too, because I was, I was like, all I ever do is talk about mountain biking. All I ever, you know, all that's all I've ever been doing, and now I've just like taken it and turned it all the way up to thirteen. Right. Yeah, because my lady was like, oh, you don't shut up about mountain bikes, and then you start doing YouTube. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, but but she didn't she didn't get too tired of me tired of me uh talking about bikes all the time but yeah she she got to ride uh ride in her first horns high video and she crashed like three times and it was all behind me in the uh in the video but one of the crashes was was pretty significant that i later found out because we're like riding on some trail and i've got i've got my the the two kids in front of me i got my wife coming up in rear and I've been riding for a little while and I look back and I'm like, I don't see my wife. I go through a couple more corners. I'm like, oh, I still don't see my wife. And then I stopped for a little bit and I waited and waited and waited. I'm like, uh-oh. I'm like, she's usually been kind of like right there behind me on everything. 
So she fell off of a bridge. They had we were riding some trail in Minnesota. They had all these these weird little bridges, and they'd be anywhere between like two and four feet off the ground. And uh, somehow she she fell off the bridge. Which I, I will give her credit though. That was her first time riding a twenty nine er on that trip. So she was probably dealing with all that center of gravity that we're talking about. And of course, I gave her no warning whatsoever. I was like, "Yeah, this is this is just like your twenty six, aren't you? Just trust yeah. me." Not me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I, I noticed you're you're wearing what's the hat say on it? Does it say Fender? It does. Yeah, that's what I, I you know. There's brand recognition. You know, right. part of the reason that that I put my fucking logo up in the upper right hand corner of every every video is for brand recognition. Yep. And when that's, I saw that. Hard. I'm a guitarist as well, dude. So, so tell me why you're wearing a Fender hat, dude. Um, you know, it, it's actually I don't play Fender guitars, but um, but, you but play I, guitar. But yeah, I play, I play a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. I like the style of hat, and I couldn't. I it, I found this hat, and I was like, ah, I'll, maybe I'll just kind of like maybe people will think that I play Fenders, and, and I'll just kind of roll with it. But yeah, I, I don't play, I play Fender guitar guitars. well enough to get laid in high school. Yes, and I, I'm fucked. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so you were. So you said you play guitar, but you were also on the in kind of in the in the the audio side of things. Yeah, yeah. Like, I went were you wanting to go into studio and production? Yeah, I went to school for for studio recording and uh, had a job offer at a major studio here in the NorCal area that um, they had just recently at, at that time. I'm gonna date the shit out of myself. They had just finished the Foley work for the Sixth Sense. And they had uh -huh. just finished, uh, I think it was Santana's album that they did. Um, it was like that 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 kind of like revival Santana album they did, like Green Day and stuff like that. And uh, right at that time, my son was being was was on his way, and um, I just kind of like reevaluated my life at that point because I was yeah. working at Home Depot, going to college, and. I was making like 10 bucks an hour at Home Depot, which was good money at that, that time. Was, that's good money, man. <laughs> right. But like the, so the, the studio was in Berkeley, which would have been like another 30 minutes from where I lived in, in, in traffic, probably an hour. And, uh, yeah. and they were like, we're going to pay you six twenty-five to like clean microphones and get coffee. And at that point I was like, I really want to be in the music industry, but I don't know if this is what I want to do. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to take a step back. I'm just going to um, try to be a little bit of a responsible person because I want to like raise my my kid with some kind of like, yeah, it's trying to be a rock star. I didn't want him to do that. You know? and, I, and uh so I was like, I'm just going to go to school for whatever fucking feels good. And I was always just interested in computers and I taking, started taking computer classes. And next thing you know, that that's what I fell into. I've always chased my passions. Yeah. So when I was doing that, it was like being in a band, going to studio recording, going to school for studio recording, like trying to get into the industry that way. And then whenever my passion changed to like computers, I went that way. And right now here's me like pivoting again. Yeah. I, well, I'm I mean, digging this fucking YouTube thing, dude. I, I fucking yeah. love it. Yeah, I, I'm 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 in the same boat, man. I, I have I, I've been a dream chaser my whole life, man. I have I have the words "live, love, and ride with passion" tattooed on the side of my leg because I'm like oh, those awesome. are words. Those are words that I that I live by. Like do something, like whatever it is that you do, just do it passionately and and give it everything you got. So I know, think whether it's 
I think if you're like following it that way, dude, if you are chasing whatever you're happy about, you'll be happy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Honestly, like, like there is like, yeah, dude, at the end of the day, somebody has to fucking pay the fucking cable bill. Somebody has to pay the yeah. water bill. Somebody has to pay the electrical bill. But if you chase your passion and you actually, and this is the key point, actually put everything that you have into it, yeah. you will be successful. You yeah. will be. Even yeah. if you're shitty at it. If you are if you started a YouTube channel today and you were shitty at it, but you gave it everything you fucking had. Yep. Everything you had. And you stuck through it, even through all that time that everybody was telling you weren't worth shit. Yeah. You would make it. Yep. It's whether or not you have it to make it through that time that you're not making it. Yeah. You know? I'm I not totally my channel right now trying to make it through the time that I'm not making. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, we're all we're all in that boat, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and it's and it's hard not to you were talking earlier at the beginning at the beginning of your show about um when people when people like and subscribe and and when and when they engage, you feed off of that. You know, when you, when you, when you get those thumbs up and you're like, you know, man, my last video, you know, it's like some people said that this thing that I did was really cool and they really like this, really like that. And then that, that fuels your motivation to keep doing more stuff, you know? So, so if you're, you know, if you're sitting there trying to grow this thing and it's not doing what you want, just keep, that's, you nail it on the head. You just got to keep doing, you got to keep knowing that at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're enjoying what you're doing. You know, I, I love making these videos that you also have to be honest with yourself. Yeah. You know, a couple of weeks ago it was like, dude, Rob, your videos are fucking, they're not doing well. You know why they're not doing well. You're, you're doing that. Like that, that like age old, like psychopath thing, you know, like keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. And it yeah. was like, you know what, dude, shit's not fucking working out that way. Now I need to be real with myself. What I'm doing right now is not working. Change it up. Yeah. Get up, yeah. man. Yeah. You know? And yeah, that's, that's what started the biker bar, man. It was like, you know what? I want to do something different. All these other people are doing this. I'm going to do this because, yeah. hey, dude, I'm not a shredder. I'm not a fucking pillar of fitness. But, hey, I do have a good personality. I do yeah. I do chat with people well. At least I think I do. Oh, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? So it's like, let, let's get on the biker bar. Let's have a good fucking time. I. Yeah. I got on whenever I was, uh, to make a long story short, when I started listening to podcasts, I wanted to listen to some mountain bike podcasts. And I am not a guy that likes talking about grams. And I'm not a guy that likes talking about like the viscosity of this. And I'm not <laughs> a guy that likes talking about like, you know, well, the power meter of that, you know, like my flux capacitor is based around, let's just have a good fucking time. Exactly. And when I was looking for a podcast that talked about mountain biking, they all did all those things that I said I'm not about. So I just wanted to start a podcast that was like, hey, let's hear a couple of dudes just talk. Whether they're fucking professional riders, whether they're a, a, a company that is like doing good things, whether they're just two dudes trying to fucking like two D-list YouTubers trying to come the right. fuck up. Like, let's do that, you know? Yeah. and. I think that's what's interesting. And so that's why I decided to try this, you know? Yeah. I, I love it. My, I, I love the idea of um, just regular dudes, regular dude mountain bikers hanging out and 
and enjoying, you know, because like if you look at my channel, none of my stuff, I don't talk about VO2 thresholds or any of the like my my wattage or any of that stuff. Like I'm so like when I come out of a corner, I know if I did it right or wrong. I don't need to have a gadget that that tells me that I that I screwed it up. I already know I screwed it up because I blew the corner or, or whatever, you know, like, so I don't I don't get too caught up on the technology and the and or the the you know all that the viscosity and all that kind of stuff i would i would much rather hear your story about when you were out riding with your buddy and then you came across this one thing and this funny thing happened and then we did this thing and then my buddy you know wrote off this thing that he hadn't didn't think he was going to be able to ride off of and you know he had a good time and you know i'm way more interested in and the the fun and the experience rather than the you know the nitty gritty and the viscosity and the and I think that's part of me, dude. Like my my personality is like like I I got guys that that work that I work with, and they're like the the textbook guys, you know. And they they will they they will tell me all that like stuff. Yeah. And for me, like I just want to know the top level, and that for me is like what's most enjoyable to me is like the top level and the experience of the people. And like so many times, like. Like when this one guy I work with, he's like, "Oh, do you got to read this article?" And I'm like, "Just tell me what caught your attention." Yeah, you know, like, yeah. what did you get out of that article? The, the main, yeah, just yeah. give me the potatoes, man, because like that's just like I, I I don't I don't fall into that group that really wants to know that, and it's tough too because like, dude, reviews do well on YouTube. Yes, I am not a good review. Every time I've done a review, like when I did the, the review of the, the new Bronson, thank mm. God I had my buddy Steve Y with me because he talked about how he felt about it and how it cornered. And I was like, yeah, it pedal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it, that. It was gray. Yes. <laughs> it went up the hill and then it went down the hill. And when I got done, I was smiling and I went and ate some Mexican food and had a, <laughs> had a margarita. <laughs> the, the color palette was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So I, so I got a question for you. I, I thought of a question. So you're, we're talking about, you know, it's winter time right now. So what was, what were some, what were some like one of some of your most memorable rides that you've had this year? Like, where did you ride at? Did, Cause you're near you close to Tahoe. Yes, I am very close to Tahoe, but I'll tell you right now, hands down. As soon as you ask my, me that question, the very first place that comes to mind is South Mountain in Phoenix, Arizona. Such oh, an amazing fucking place. I fortunately the, the uh, I do IT. The company I work for has an office in Phoenix, and um, I went down there for some work and squeezed in a mountain bike ride. Oh my god, dude! It, nice. It um and there's some of it that may not be like as epic as it could be, mm -hmm. you know. But to me, like. I felt like I was riding on the moon. I've never been in a place that looked like that. And, and the way that the train was, was so foreign to anything that I've ever ridden in. It was just so much fun. Nice. And um, the climbs were horrible, <laughs> horrible. But yeah. as much as I love bitching about climbing, I love that like this challenged me so bad. Where it's like, I can't wait to go back and try to walk up this hill again. And yeah. hopefully, I walk up it just a little less than I did this time. Yeah. You know? And like, it, it just, it it was 
Fantastic. And maybe it was because, you know, I had some great people there. One of my subscribers met or two of my subscribers met me out there. We, we rode and I, um, I truly, truly enjoyed that place. I cannot wait to go back. Nice. How about uh, you? What was, what was big for you this year? Big for me. Um, I'm trying to think definitely one of our biggest rides that we had this year, um, was what, what stood out to you the most? The, um, I think, man, I've had some good rides this year. I really have. Um, I, but I want to say that Steamboat Springs was, was probably one of the areas that, that where, where is that? Give, give us the, give us the one. Um, uh, Steamboat Springs is in Colorado and, um, and I would, I would put it at, um, kind of geographically, I think it's kind of centrally located and maybe a little bit south, like basically kind of in the middle of the state if i remember right i could be wrong this it was my first time riding there um but it just had like the views you know the views were spectacular out there everything was so damn steep and you we really felt like we were riding some some really backcountry you know kind of stuff but like uh, where you feel like dude this is mountain biking yeah yeah I, i'm big into that these days my 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 favorite kind of riding i, I did the when i started out it was only cross country that was just mountain biking there weren't other kinds of mountain bikes there were just mountain bikes you know so you rode a mountain bike and and that was what you rode and then all of a sudden it was you know downhill became popular and i i, I had the perfect physique for that i'm a big you know big bulky muscly guy so when i hit the ground i tend to kind of you know i don't break bones as much i tend to you know and i've got gravity working for me and that thing so i did downhill for a long time but um but man these days you know for about the past oh man for about the past eight years i've definitely you know once these bronson in these bikes like these bronzes you talk about this technology you know that bronson has better suspension than my downhill bike did and i can climb anything with that bronson you yeah know? so so being able to have a bike that i can pedal you know way back into some backcountry stuff and kind of get lost i, I kind of like that that feel but when, yeah. I first, when i first got on the bronson one of the things and this is it goes back to what we were talking about earlier like i had an old bike and i upgraded it and everything seemed fine to me and when I got on that Bronson and the way that it pedaled uphill, it really did blow my mind. Yeah. And it wasn't like, and I was expecting to, to get this fucking like this badass, but it's a $10,000 bike. I got it used for fucking five grand, you know? So I didn't, I didn't spend that, you know? And it also took me to sell my house to be able to get that. But right. um, you right. know, it wasn't <laughs> like, I'm just a baller over here. Like, that's the real reason i'm like look bitch this is the way it's going i'm getting a bike and then we're getting a new house and you get that kitchen you want no <laughs> you know like but, uh, um what but i was expecting to get on that bike and just be blown away by my downhill skills and honestly the climbing is what really just blew me the way away the most you know yeah yeah i i would totally agree um they're They'll scramble up some rocks really, really good. Yeah. So this is what I want to know from you, dude. Yeah. What's up with horns high? Why is it horns high? I don't remember if I asked this already, but I'm going to ask it again. No. What, I, why Why is, what is horns high? Why did you come up with that for your name? <laughs> um, that's a good question. And I get asked that question a lot. The, the whole, I, I was going over, I, I'm big into photography. 
Um, and, and I was going over a bunch of these photos that I had taken with my buddies and I, you know, and you look on Instagram and you see these, these, these group pictures of, of these guys that go out and they, they go ride someplace. And then while they're on the ride, you know, they, they snap a quick photo of everybody so they can kind of remember the ride. And inevitably at least one or two people, when they take that picture, they, they raise those horns up. It's just like, this is the universal symbol for, so for the when he said raise their horns, he did like the stoke, the stoke emoji with his hand there. Yeah, yeah, the the, the devil horns, the the, the stoke horns. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those things where I was like, man, if, if I could really make some videos that kind of captured that experience, that just makes people like, why do we do that? Like, it's a silly hand gesture, but you look at mountain bikers across the world, and when they take pictures, it, the, the 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 horns come up and that's kind of like that's letting everybody know that that we're having fun doing this bike ride thing and i'm like that's that it's the fun you know again back to the experience it's the fun part of it it's not the it's not the i'm holding up my my latest greatest technology mountain bike i'm raising my horns because i'm out here having fun you know with my buddies and, yeah. and i was like that's that's what mountain biking is all about to me I don't know if you told me or I read it on your blog or your, like your Instagram or in Slack, we were talking about it. Um, there was a picture that, that inspired it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's a picture of um, uh, me and my buddies were up in, in Fernie, British Columbia two years ago, uh, two years ago, three, no, three years ago now. Sorry. And, uh, and, and one of my buddies has a, has a converted short bus that he's converted into like a bike hauling, you know, road trip mobile. And then my other buddy at the time drove this vehicle called a Pinsgauer. And it's a six wheeled, six wheel drive, like old military vehicle from, you don't, don't quote me. I want to think like the Ukraine maybe, but it was like this, it's, it's a six wheel drive. Like it's a six wheel, six wheeled vehicle off the bat, you know? So it's, it's really strange looking. But uh, but we spent we spent some time up there camping and and I set the camera up on a timer to to like take a picture like every two or three seconds and turned it on and we went over there and you know stood in front of the camera and in front of our vehicles and no one said anything no one said hey you know do this thing with your horns but like all five of us were just horns to the heavens having a great time out there and every time I look at that picture I'm like like that feeling when I look at that feeling that's or when I look at that photo that feeling that I get. I'm like, I, I want to see if I can make videos that can, that can, you know, show people that you can have this cool experience. Like, you know, you know whatever I saw, like you said that whenever you snapped that picture or that picture was snapped, like yeah. no, there was no like, Hey, let's do this. Like when that picture was snapped, everybody had the horns up. Yeah. And it was like, Oh dude, that's awesome, man. Like yeah. everybody did that. Yeah, yeah. When when you see the photo and, and you're like, oh man, there's there's all of us and we're all just we're all having that good time, you know. So yeah. You got you got an Instagram? Yeah, yeah. Horns High MTV. Horns High MTV. Yeah. You got um, do you have like a a, a a short name to your YouTube channel or just this just search uh, Horns High MTV as well? Yeah, if you search Horns High MTV or Horns High Mountain Biking. Right on. Just look for the shield with the. It's a black and white shield with mountains in the background, and and uh, you'll you'll see it. I'll, I'll, I should be able to pop up. I made some jokes earlier about you and snakes. I think the first video that I ever saw, 
you're just fucking rolling down this trail. And next thing you know, you pick up this fucking snake and you got it <laughs> curling all over your arm. And you've done this more than once in a video. Are, are you like a snake person? Like, cause they're like, they're like, oh, this is like an East Lithuanian redback retail. And, and you knew, like, why do you know all this shit about snakes, dude? <laughs> well, so, so back when I was, was going to try to go to college and make a go of it, if you, if you want to talk about chasing dreams, <laughs> I, I love and, it all. Not, not only chasing dreams, but, but just how, how naive and ignorant people like us the the dream chasers can, can be because i i walked into a a major university as a as a much later returning to college you know like i was a high school dropout and then got a ged and when i was like in my 20s so that's know, why you're joking at my that's why you were laughing at my pot jokes earlier right right yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> So I, I went. I went to. Uh, I went hey, to. Major all you kids listening right now, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> not good for you. I think. I'm not sure. Um, but but yeah, I, I went to. I went to a college, and they asked me what I wanted to do, and I said, "Well, I I like reptiles, and and I dig. You know, I dig them because everyone's always so scared of them, and they're so misunderstood." And I, I always kind of identified with with those characteristics of you know reptiles and and I realized that you know if when you catch these things you know people are usually scared of them at first but but I've always been surprised at, at how many people will you know they're actually fascinated their their fascination with them actually is greater than their fear but their fear is something that they can't ignore you know them back yeah I got it. Yeah, so so I was I was a major reptile geek. I'm fascinated with mountain biking, but the fear holds me back from hitting that fucking seven foot drop. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So so yeah, I, I I geek out on reptiles and and uh, they're kind of my 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 fascination thing, and, and I like photographing them. You were you were thinking you're gonna be like a snake whisperer or something? Or? I, yeah, <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, because in in one of those videos, I, I grabbed this I grabbed this snake and and. Um, which is why my friends won't let me ride in front because I can, I can dismount off my bike and send my bike off into the woods and start, you know, running after some critter. And my friends were all like, yeah, you need to do that behind us. Like we don't, we don't want to come up on you in the middle of trying to wrestle some snake because there's nowhere for us to go. So you need to do that <laughs> shit behind us. <laughs> so, so hopefully you can tell a poisonous snake from a distance because, Oh yeah. Come out here to, to California. We have a lot of rattler rattlers yes, out here. So. Yeah, or not rattlers. That what the fuck am I talking? What is, what is that? Yeah. yeah, rattlesnakes. Yeah, rattlesnakes. Yeah, big yeah. ass rattlesnakes, dude. Those yeah. fuckers are big out here, dude. So in, in Southern California, you guys have a crazy phenomenon going on. So in in Southern California, there's so much um, so much development that's pushing toward the toward the east that it's pushing your Pacific Coast rattlesnake. Um, it's pushing those populations. So not to geek out too bad, but long story okay. short, um, a, a venomous snake bite it can it can either destroy your tissue, or it can shut down your nervous system. There, there there's only two kinds of venom. They and then they operate kind of differently. So one of them will just like destroy your muscle tissue and, and make a you know make a mess out of you, and then the other one will just shut down your heart. So you, you, there's like these rattlesnakes that are getting pushed toward. Oh, right. It's like A is good and yeah. <laughs> wait, A is bad and <laughs> yeah. is really fucked up. So yeah, that, that sounds like a good time. Yeah, Can't B is even one really up. Yeah. 
so so you, there's like uh there there's all you guys have these rattlesnakes that uh that have the asked uh, if i'm geeking out over this stuff anyways you have two different kinds of rattlesnake species that aren't supposed to be together but their populations are getting slammed toward each other and they're hybridizing and there, there's actually a, a, rattle, a type of rattlesnake now out there that has venom that not only destroys your tissue but also shuts your heart down. So it's like a super rattlesnake almost. I think I think I've seen a movie about those like snakes on a plane or something yeah, like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm what thinking. I named that video. I named that video Snakes on a Trail. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm tell you guys a little story and I'm gonna try to like PG this so that I don't sound like a complete degenerate. But there was a road trip trip that I was taking from Phoenix, Arizona to um, New Mexico. And while we were taking that trip, if you've ever driven from Phoenix East, there is nothing. Yeah. There's a whole lot of nothing. I mean, we spent like, I don't know, it felt like 12 hours. It felt like 64 hours in the car. And there was all these billboards for this thing called, there's the billboard said the thing. And it had like a uh, 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 exit number on it. And we just were like talking about it and laughing about it. And we're, we're, we're what's the thing? What's I'm not going to tell you what the thing is. So we passed the thing and we kept driving and there's still a whole lot of nothing. So we get to Texas. When we finally get to Texas, there's like a, like a ranger, like border patrol fucking station. And we yeah. like hang a left through Texas. And now we're going into New Mexico. By this point, it's like two, three o'clock in the morning. I don't know. There may or may not have been some roadies and roadies and roadies and roadies involved. But um, <laughs> those of you guys who don't know what roadies are, they are completely legal. So um, I'm rolling. We're rolling up and we stop out in the middle of the fucking desert. It is pitch black. It's like this is the deal. The bladder needs to be emptied. This yes. is what's happening right now. So we stop the car. You're so far out there. There's not any other traffic. And all that you can see in the midst of the night, like we put our hazards on for some reason, because like <laughs> just in case somebody else comes by in the next 12 hours that they know we're parked on the side of the road. Yeah. So the hazard lights are blinking. It's like, like, it's like, like not daylight, but it's like, like dusk and then pitch black, dusk and then pitch black, dusk and then pitch black. <laughs> so we pull over and I'm like, God damn it, I pissed. So I get out of the truck and there, or the car, and, and, and there's like a little, like, it feels like a levee. There's like, for some reason, there's like, like a sand dune or something like that right next to the road. And I walk up this sand dune and I, I'm standing there, like, you know, I do that, like, like right foot out, left foot out, unzip, zip. And I'm like, okay, oh yeah, let it go. Wait, wait, don't, not wait, you didn't get it out yet. Don't piss in your pants. Oh, oh, take it out and then let it go and I'm letting it go and I'm letting it go and oh god that feels so good and I hear this <laughs> oh and, and I mind you dude I, I'm from California yeah. so I'm thinking in my head dude what's up with these <laughs> they got sprinklers <laughs> out here in the middle of the desert you know because I'm just hearing this and I swear to god in my drunken mind there was sprinklers on the side of the freeway 200 miles away from fucking civilization. I don't know why I was thinking that, but I heard that. Oh, yeah, sprinklers are coming up. And in that dusk, dark, dusk, dark, oh, wow. I looked down. I am not fucking kidding. I looked down 
right between my legs as I'm like the P stream is like whoop, right there. And as the dust comes up before it goes to dark again, I'm almost pissing on a fucking snake, Holy a rattlesnake, coiled up, looking oh. at me like, motherfucker, what are you doing? And yeah. I about shit my fucking pants. I'm never pissing on the side of the road again. <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrifying, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's someone who likes those. My, my ex-wife, I scream, snake! And we're all drunk. We rolling down this like levee sand dune hill, laughing. And, and my ex-wife has now at this point locked all the doors of the car, the sunroof, and is standing out of the sunroof, going, "Oh, oh my god, what's going on? Oh, you guys!" And I'm like, "Seriously, you just locked us all the fuck out? This is how this is going on?" So. Yeah, awesome. now, if you're ever in, in southern New Mexico heading towards Roswell, see some aliens, do not stop on the side of the road and take a piss. If yeah, you're right, ever right. on the side of the road, piss in the middle of the road because yes. side of the road is a bad idea. Hang it out the window <laughs> if need be. <laughs> so let, let, let me hear one of your one one of your drunken road trip fucking stories. Let's hear one. You got one, right? Uh a, a drunk so is this a mountain bike? It doesn't oh. matter. A drunken road trip story. Okay, so drunken road trip story that involves snakes. How's that for a segue? Oh, dude, so, let's do it. So my so this was way 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 back in the day. Um, my buddy Bob and I, ironically, are driving. Um, we were we were driving through New Mexico, and uh, and he got he he picked up. We stopped to get gas. He ran into this liquor store next door and like got a twelve pack of beer, and he decides he's gonna help me stay awake whilst also finishing off that 12 pack of beer and of course he like he gets two beers in two or three beers into it falls asleep over there and i'm by myself in the middle of the night driving through new mexico <laughs> so to fuck with him we i pulled new mexico uh, what's that did you say new mexico yeah yeah we were in oh new mexico so it's the same state okay yeah right <laughs> it's, it's where crazy shit like this happens for sure um, aliens. so so we're driving along and and we come up onto one of those loves truck stops which are just these colossal truck i mean they're they're like little cities out there in the in the desert and we we pull into this place and i happen to see that that you know a lot of these 18 wheelers are you know they, they let their trucks idle and they don't shut their trucks off while they go inside they're just over there parked and they got their headlights on and everything like that so i get into this parking lot and i turn around to where i'm where i'm heading straight toward this truck and I just nice and slowly start picking up a lot of speed, a lot of speed, a lot of speed. And I come straight toward this semi truck that has its headlights on facing toward us and then slam on the brakes at the last second and then screw to my buddy, Bob. I'm like, Bob, look out. He comes up out of the, out of the seat and sees an 18 wheeler with headlights coming straight toward. He doesn't see the truck stop. He just sees headlights. And <laughs> And he's like, he starts fumbling, like beating at the door truck, trying to find the door handle, but he's in my truck, so he can't quite find the handle, and he's wigging the fuck out. And then he, he finally gets the door, like, and right as he opened the door, was right about the time that I that the truck came to a stop. But he, did the, he did like this, this frog or kind of like this leapfrog, kind of a leap out of my truck, and then just landed just flat dead on this, you know, he was expecting to hit the ground at 70 miles an hour, you know, and he hits the ground at like, like just laying there and he gets up and he's in the middle of this fucking truck stop. <laughs> he, he didn't talk to me for like two days, man. It was great. You say you had a snake too. 
Yeah. Oh, so we were we were down there looking for snakes. Is the is the real? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was a weak segue, actually. Now that I think about it, but, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we were just on a road trip to go, just go out and take pictures and and, uh, oh, and look, for, awesome. look for Dude, things and, and stuff like that. That was beautiful, though. I <laughs> love it. And it's Mexico. I'm telling. You, I'm blaming the aliens. No matter what, I'm blaming the aliens. So yeah, yeah New Mexico's yeah. Are, that's a rat's Dude, I super. Super appreciate you getting on today. If you guys have not watched Horns High's channel, definitely check it out. Horns High MTV. It was definitely a great time chatting with you. I need to one more time shout out freaking Ride Bikes Eats Tacos. This is the shirt that I'm wearing. Swing by his, his website, RidesBikesEatsTacos.com. I'll put it in the show more, hopefully. And Oh, excuse me. That was a little beer barp there. Beer barp. Beer burp there. A little beer burp. So um, I really appreciate all you guys coming. Everybody that will watch the video that comes out this week, if you guys watch it, if you don't, and hey, man, it's up to you, man. Peace be with you. <laughs> but um, the uh, guys from Dirt Trail Riders, also another apparel company that gave six bikes to people that lost everything today awesome mtb experience put on that uh they are the ones that set up that event that i was at today um uh they do skills clinics for women and guys that identify with women or um <laughs> whatever feels good to you but that's what they do i'm gonna have them on the uh the the biker bar here in the near future sean i super am i i, I super i don't know how i let into that i am super stoked that you came out here today, signed on. Dude, I had a blast chatting with you, man. Oh, yeah, that man. was so much fun, man. Oh, I yeah, really appreciate so much, it. Get, give everybody a little, little shout out of, uh, of your, your channel and, and, and what you got going on over there. And let's wrap this bitch up. All right. Well, first off, thank you so much, Rob. Thanks for having me out, man. That's, this, is a, this is the first time I've done anything like this. So you were, you were gentle with me. You were kind. <laughs> you were loving. I don't feel like I need to cry, yeah. so I'm I'm loving how this thing went out. So, uh, but but yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Horns Eye Mountain Biking out here in Kansas City, and uh, kind of representing representing the Midwest, I guess you know. For so. now, man, getting getting ready to move on to Colorado, dude. Hey, dude. Once again, thank you very much. Next week, this is the deal. I have never ever talked about what was going to be on next week on the biker bar because, I, believe it or not. This is like flying by the seat of my fucking pants. <laughs> and last week, I told you guys who was going to be on this week. Guess what? Trick you, bitches. <laughs> so we'll see what happens next week. Next week's going to be a surprise. I'm not going to talk, talk to you about it. If you laughed once, if you laughed twice, if you even thought about laughing, hit the thumbs up button. You know, let me, let me, let me take a look at this shit right now. Like, there is seriously 49 thumbs up. Let's get a little bit more than that. The one guy that thumbs down, go fuck yourself. And um, <laughs> you enjoy the channel and you enjoy what you've seen, um, please subscribe. It makes me happy. I like being happy. Um, if you listen to this thing as a podcast, it's on Apple Podcast. It's on Google Play. It's on SoundCloud. It may be some other places, but I I'm not paying for that. So wherever <laughs> you're listening to this podcast, 
please stop by and do a little like comment thing and and give it all the all the stars. If you're a thumbs down guy, um, just go ahead and 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 just stop playing, move move the fuck on. <laughs> Everybody that's a subscriber, I appreciate you guys so so much. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. I guarantee you, Sean wouldn't be here. Whoever's going to be on next week wouldn't be here. Thank you guys all so much. Remember one thing, just one thing. It only takes a bike to be a biker. Get out and be one.